Hi friend, I hope whatever is going on in your life right now, you can find the space to hear these words. I've been trying my best to not plan anything ahead with this podcast, and as far as content creation goes these days, that's pretty much illegal. But it really has been this beautiful creative outlet, one that lacks pressure but still holds purpose. So I aim to talk about whatever God lays on my heart the week prior to this podcast airing. And this past week, the theme of yes kept showing up in so many different ways. It all started with Harry Styles, doesn't it always? You know when you hear a song and are convinced that it was written for you? I've never heard a more perfect song than Matilda. It truly feels like Harry, and I had a heart-to-heart while driving through town one day where he immediately went home to write this masterpiece. I'm 35 years old, and a British ex-boy band member touched on the depths of my family estrangement in the most sensitive, protective, and encouraging way. Being estranged from family is such an awkward thing. It's quite counterculture and can leave you feeling so misunderstood. I've often felt shame when someone asks, how often do you see your family? Or are you close to your siblings? And questions of that nature. The questions are normal, everyday questions, but my reply is never normal for them. But I think about Harry and all that it took for him to write this song. Maybe there really is a girl named Matilda he wrote this for. Maybe he really couldn't get it off of his mind and heart that she had a rough childhood and an unhealthy relationship with the family that raised her and felt a creative itch to put these feelings in a song form. And out of all the songs artists write that only make it to the cutting room floor, this one made it on the most popular record of the year. Maybe it was a no-brainer or maybe Harry had a fight for it, but dang, instead of just holding these feelings inside, he chose to create something out of them. He chose to write a song, maybe to one person, but I can promise you it has spoken to so many, including me. He chose to say yes. Please go listen to this song. I wish I could play it here, but I'll say a few lyrics, although it will not do any justice for this beautiful, beautiful masterpiece. Matilda, you talk of the pain like it's all right, but I know that you feel like a piece of you's dead inside. You showed me a power that is strong enough to bring sun to the darkest days. It's none of my business, but it's just been on my mind. You can let it go. You can throw a party full of everyone you know and not invite your family because they never showed you love. You don't have to be sorry for leaving and growing up. You can see the world following the seasons. Anywhere you go, you don't need a reason because they never showed you love. You don't have to be sorry for doing it on your own. You can let it go. You can throw a party full of everyone you know You can start a family who will always show you love. You don't have to be sorry for doing it on your own. Now, I will say, I know my family did show me love to the best of their abilities. And there are so many things I won't go into detail here, but I really can relate. Harry's yes has given me an opportunity to feel seen in a very unseen, awkward situation. It's validated me and allowed me to grieve. It truly is a gift I will never take for granted. This sounds kind of wild, right? I get it. I'm gushing over a song that a 28-year-old wrote. But this is the thing. God will use every instrument and tool offered to create opportunities that will not only leave an imprint in the world, but will deeply move people in ways they never thought was possible. And it's not just by writing songs. Matilda reminds me of the specific moment of my life when I was 19 years old. I had just moved to Orlando to go to college and really to begin life on my own. 19 is that weird limbo where you're trying to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life, while also trying to figure out how to do your own taxes for the first time. 
you still have the voice of the people who you surrounded yourself with growing up in one ear and the rest of the world is in your other. You're just figuring it out one step at a time, usually one mistake at a time. In this season, I was working at a pizza place called Donato's and there was just so much happening in my life between boys, family, school, and figuring out what I wanted to do the rest of my life. Serving pizzas was the stability that I looked forward to daily. On one specific day, I think it might have been in February or March of 2006, I served two boys a pizza. They were so friendly, funny, and creative and had this twist of maturity that I gravitated towards. I remember just feeling that they were so different. One of the guys mentioned he was from Vermont, and to be honest, I kind of forgot Vermont was a state for a moment, so we had a good laugh about that. I asked him what he was doing in Florida, and he said that he was going to film school, and how he fell in love with making movies in high school. I remember saying, whoa, that is so amazing, you're going to school for what you love to do. And his eyebrows turned down a bit with kind concern and asked, aren't you going to school for something you love to do? I shrugged a bit while nodding. Sure, I guess. I'm going to school for child psychology, I said. Can I ask you a question? What do you love to do? What brings you joy? What is your outlet? His brown eyes stared into mine, begging for the truth. I couldn't skirt past this question. He pretty much already knew that my previous answer was wrong. Well, I guess my eyes lit up and I smiled really big when I answered, photography. That is what you should be doing. Photography. Little did he know at the time I was struggling with what I wanted to major in. Child psychology was not bringing me joy. In fact, I was drained, and it was bringing up some childhood trauma that I'd never worked through. My psychology teacher pulled me aside one day and said, Listen, you're the best student in my class. You have the grades, and you will become a child psychologist if you keep it going. But I don't think you should be a child psychologist. Maybe he was alluding to the fact that I ended up crying every day during child development class, but I took this as a challenge. I know that he was looking out for me, but I felt like he was calling me weak. So I was going to show him I could actually do it. But to be honest, he had spoken to some insecure, anxious feelings I was having about pursuing this career path. I was even considering hospitality or art history at the time. After a week of giving child psychology my all, after putting on a shield of armor around my emotions every day, I realized that maybe I could have a career in child psychology but I don't think I should have a career in child psychology. As much as I wanted to help children navigate hard situations that I didn't have the tools for myself as a child, I had to figure out how to do that a different way. Now I'm 15 years older and doing that on a daily basis as a mama, but back then I thought I messed my whole life up. So why not do something crazy? You know that boy I met in the pizza store, the film student who challenged me? We ended up dating. So he was by my side when I applied for photography schools. He was there when an institute called me back. He celebrated with me when I was accepted into this prestigious school. He helped me move into my new home in Massachusetts and would drive from Vermont every weekend to be the subject in all my projects. He encouraged and bounced ideas back and forth. His one yes of going to film school and going out to pizza that one night and choosing the booth he chose and speaking his mind to a stranger who served him that deep dish changed my life. And then one day I said yes. Yes to marrying him. I said yes to moving to California. I said yes to starting a wedding photography and videography business together. I said yes to those weddings that allowed us broke newlyweds to travel a bit around the country. 
I said yes to that conversation he needed to have as soon as he got home from work. I checked yes when it came to filing those divorce papers. I fearfully said yes to staying in California and figuring out how to do it on my own. I said yes to booking weddings and even working with my ex-husband from time to time. I said yes to helping with videography at one specific wedding because I love the bride and her family so much. I said yes when JP, the DJ at that specific wedding, asked for my number so we could connect a bit more. Your yes is powerful. It can create a masterpiece to help so many people who are not only estranged from family, but felt estranged from society's standards of what family is supposed to be. Your yes is the beginning of a journey of twists and turns that will collide with other adventurers on their own. What you know and can share from your own journey will change their journey forevermore. And each yes, sometimes scary and sometimes safe, changes the history of the world. The first day of photography school, I met a girl named Sarah. We bonded over so many similar interests and even looked like we were sisters, so we quickly became friends. Our friendship continued on after photography school, and one day she asked me to do something wild. In this season, post-divorce, I was needing something wild. I needed to shake it up and to be shaken up. She asked me if I would travel with her family to Uganda, Africa, to document them meeting the child they were adopting. I said yes, because Sarah and her family said yes. And this yes, well, this yes led to yes to traveling across the world. Yes to spending six months time and not booking weddings for six whole months, which was kind of scary being my own boss. I said yes to fulfilling a photography need for organizations and ministries while also helping out at a baby's home. I said yes when my friend JP wanted to come and visit me in Uganda. I said yes to a beer with him the night he arrived and yes to a walk down the street and stargazing in a hammock. I said yes when he asked if we could be more than just friends. I said yes when he asked me to marry him. I said yes when we chose August 11th Big Sur. I said yes when we learned that a little Ugandan girl we adored needed some support to figure out what the next step of her life was. I said yes when that led to fostering and possibly adoption. I said yes when it became adoption. The yes that came before me has always allowed me to continue saying yes to the direction that felt right. Sometimes agreeing to a certain direction felt exciting and peaceful, but sometimes it also felt scary and hard. Like saying yes to wanting to continue growing our family after miscarrying Skye. Or saying yes to figuring out our marriage when it laid in shambles at our feet. Saying yes to JP's opinion of rushing to Kampala for our two-month-old baby to get oxygen. To only find out that she could have died if we hadn't come. Saying yes to committing to doctor's appointments. Saying yes to moving to a new city after moving across the world. Saying yes to wanting to grow our family even though we loved our current dynamic as a family of four. Saying yes to reach out to a strange family saying yes to trying to find my birth parents. The yes doesn't always scream joy, fun, adventure. Sometimes it whispers, this will be hard, scary, and unknown. No matter the tone or circumstance of your yes, it has led you to this moment right now. It has rubbed off on hundreds, if not thousands of people along the way. I often think of the people in the Bible who said big, scary, audible yeses to God. God has some bold things in the Bible. I mean, A few of them being, build an ark, sacrifice your child, give birth to the Messiah. Whoa, 
These are some bizarre things, especially because they are isolated incidents. It's not like God was asking these things of everyone or that he straight up spoke to people like this every single day. These people had no one who went before them to learn from. And I know it couldn't have been the easiest yeses in the world to say, but wow, what would we do without their yeses? What would we have done if Mary had said no? I think of Mary often, maybe because she is my namesake. No pressure, am I right? But also because of her obedience. Can you imagine God choosing you to not only be the vessel to grow, birth, and nourish Jesus, but to mother him as well? What an honor and what a responsibility. With great joy came great sorrow, but truly, what would we have done without Mary's yes? And I can't go on without mentioning Joseph's yes, which y'all know definitely wanted to sound more like a no. And that's the thing. Just because you say yes doesn't mean your faith won't waver. It'll probably feel shaky most of the time, but don't worry. You will acclimate to this new journey, to this new space and season you are in. You will adapt. You will grow stronger. You will excel. Your faith will become stronger, and your testimony will inspire so many who cross your path. If you are too paralyzed to say yes because it's scary and unknown, I promise you, if you jump into the deep end of the direction God is sending you in, he won't let you drown. He is your life vest, your raft, and your inner tube all in one. He's got you as you ride all the waves to come. And maybe that yes will take you in a direction that you did not expect or desire. That is okay. This is just that fork in the road where you choose your next path instead of staying on the same one. You already know what this is like because you've done it before. Remember the last time you said yes? Was it scary? Yes. Was it lonely? Maybe. Did you grow and learn? Heck yeah, you did. Because of that last yes, you are equipped for whatever comes next. Do me a favor and think about someone's yes that has impacted your life. Maybe it was the fact that your great-great-great-grandparents immigrated to the States, that someone said yes to starting an ice cream shop, and that job is where you met your lifelong best friend. Heck, we can even go really far back and see how someone who said yes to figuring out the technology of podcasting has brought us here to this moment. It always started with someone saying yes. Whether that was right away, eventually, or it was kind of forced on them, impact is made with movement. Just like a beautiful song, your yes will reverberate forevermore. So what are you going to say yes to? To be transparent and honest, I wanted to record this podcast yesterday, but an opportunity popped up that I've been praying for. After many talks with JP and lots of prayer, we decided to say yes to moving forward. Now, who knows if the dream I have in my head will come to life the way that I'm imagining it, or who knows if it'll even fully play out. But here's the thing. We are moving forward in a direction that we have prayed for. We feel peace that this open door is from God. If it falls through, that's okay. Will we be sad? Of course, but at least we are moving in the direction of our desires. I'm feeling like the next podcast is going to be about what you might expect when you say yes. So if you are in a place where you recently said yes and are now wondering, what did I get myself into? Did I make the wrong decision? Don't worry. We're going to chat all about that. If you like listening to this podcast, will you do me a favor and rate and subscribe? You can also leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for this heart to heart. Keep dreaming, keep showing up, and keep loving those around you forevermore. Forevermore.